Jenna and Avery, your host for the Newspaper and Podcast Club. This is the Newspaper Podcast Metaverse Club at Twin Lakes Academy Middle School in Jacksonville, Florida. Today's reporters are Jenna and Avery. This is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Happy New Year with great potential for wonderful success. Reading the principal's message and the calendars, Jenna, with Avery with the history of Luxembourg and Timor-Leste. This is our second year of reporting. Let's get to the principal's message. Great Sunday, TLAM family. This is Principal Williams. Thank you for supporting our school events and activities last week. This Saturday, January 27th, will be the school showcase for middle and high schools. Please take a moment to stop by the school to hear about the new CTE programs as well as the academic alignment to our feeder high schools on Saturday between 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. For my 8th grade parents who are undecided, this is a great opportunity for you to visit other high schools to learn about their programs and activities as they prepare students for college and career. Our next scheduled early release is Wednesday, January 31st, with a dismissal time of 2.30 p.m. for students. Please mark your calendar for our annual mid-year stakeholders meeting, which is scheduled for Monday, February 26th at 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center. Our annual mid-year stakeholders meeting is where all stakeholders are invited to receive information regarding the current state of our school including student data review our school improvement plan and our operating system this is a gentle reminder twin lakes is a clear mesh backpack school if you need to speak with your child please call the school or you can email me or AP Copeland at copelandd at duvalschools.org. I am asking for your support to not text or call your child during the instructional day. Thank you in advance. From the desk of the test coordinator, we will be doing makeups this week. It is important that our students attend school regularly on time every day, but especially during district and state assessment periods. The data from these assessments will provide the blueprint for crafting or tweaking academic interventions to support student mastery and learning. If your child was absent last week, please make sure your child is in school on time this week for PM2 makeup testing. As we transition to the third week of the third nine weeks, students have to come to school daily with their school planner, student ID, and a clear mesh backpack. This is a great time for you to update any information on your child's focus and review the dress code and cell phone policies located in the student code of conduct. Please review the attached weekly activities calendar to plan accordingly for any upcoming dates. Winter sports have started, so please come out and support our athletes in soccer and basketball. If you have any questions regarding athletics, please email athletic director. Director Larry Edwards at edwardsl2 at duvalschools.org or Dean Story at storyg at duvalschools.org. Please join our great body of parents, teachers, and students as we work together in building an A plus pack mentality at our PTSA and SAC meeting on February 5th at 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center. A virtual option will be made available to parents who aren't able to join us in person. Have a packful week. Now for the student activity calendar. This is Jenna with the student activity calendar for Monday, January 22nd to Saturday, January 28th, or Sunday. 
So today, Monday, January 22nd, there was basketball practice from 4.30 p.m. to 6.10 p.m. in the gym. There will be a boys' soccer game at Landon at 5 p.m., girls' soccer practice from 4.30 p.m. to 6.10 p.m. in the Teen AM field. News and podcast and yearbook will be meeting in room 123 with Miss Canepa from 4.15 to 5.30 p.m. Tuesday, January 23rd, there will be a girls' soccer game at Landon at 5 p.m., Boys and girls basketball will be versus Mandarin at 5.30 p.m. Boys soccer game at Fletcher will be at 5 p. Oh, wait. The Mandarin game against the basketball is 5.30 p.m. The soccer game for boys will be at 5 p.m. at Fletcher. Um, there will be no yearbook since from now on they will always be Monday. Wednesday, January 24th, there will be basketball practice from 4.30 p.m. to 6.10 p.m. in the gym. Boys soccer game versus Southside at Team will be at 5 p.m. Girls soccer practice will be from 4.30 p.m. to 5 p.m. in the Team field. Green Champions Club meeting in room 232 with Miss Talbot will be from 8 a.m. to 9.15 a.m. Thursday, January 25th, boys and girls basketball game versus DuPont at Tealand will be at 5.30. Boys soccer practice will be from 4.30 to 5.00 p.m. in the Tealand field. Fellowship of Christian Athletes will be meeting in room 124 from 8.15 a.m. to 9.00 a.m. Girls soccer will have a game against Southside at TNM at 5 p.m. Safe Space will be meeting in room 231 with Ms. Watkins May from 4.15 to 5.30 p.m. And Friday, January 26th, there will be a 5,000 role models meeting from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center and Forensics Club with Ms. Heinz Lewis from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. in room 233. That's all for the student activity calendar for now. Hi, this is Jenna, and today I'm going to talk about a sauce that many people love to put on their foods from all sorts of places, and this is hot sauce. And this is because today is National Hot Sauce Day. So humans have used chili peppers and other hot spices for thousands of years. Inhabitants of Mexico, Central America, and South America had chili peppers more than 6,000 years ago. Within decades of contact with Spain and Portugal in the 16th century, the New World plant was carried across Europe into Africa and Asia and altered through selective breeding. One of the first commercially available bottled hot sauces in the United States appeared in 1807 in Massachusetts. Few of the early brands from the 1800s survived to this day. However, Tabasco sauce is the earliest recognizable brand in the United States. Hot sauce industry appearing in 1868 as of 2010 it was the 13th best-selling seasoning in the United States, preceded by Frank's Red Hot Sauce in 12th place, which was first used to create buffalo wings. So you might be wondering, what are some ingredients in hot sauce? Well, here it is. Many recipes for hot sauce exist, but only common ingredient is some variety of chili pepper. Many hot sauces are made by using chili peppers as the base and can be as simple as adding salt and vinegar. Other hot sauces use some types of fruit or vegetables as the base and add the chili peppers to make them hot. Manufacturers use many different processes from their ratings on the Scoville scale. Spicier peppers such as the ghost pepper, scotch bonnet, or habanero pepper are sometimes used to make hotter sauces alternatively. Other ingredients can be used to add extra heat to the sauce such as pure capsaicin 
capsaicin, um, which is the spice that you feel in um, spicy foods. So you can use the extract of it or mustard oil. Other common sauce ingredients include vinegar and spices. Vinegar is used primarily as a natural preservative, but flavored vinegars can be used to alter the flavor. So some ways to use hot sauce are to put it in wings, sandwiches, stir fries, tacos, salads, and soups. Now let's go to Avery's article for today. Oh, and on January 25th this year, it will be National Opposite Day. So if you want to mess around with somebody into convincing them to let you do something, the 25th is your day. Let's go to Avery's <coughs> article. Give me the match. And welcome to 2024. Today we'll be talking about Luxembourg and Timor Lista. The capital of Luxembourg is Luxembourg. Surprising. The population of Luxembourg is 661,594 people. The neighboring countries are Belgium, France, and Germany. The flag colors are red, white, and light blue, which stands for vibrancy, revolution, power, harmony, peace, innocence, perseverance, and determination. Fun fact, 90% of Luxembourg speaks French, 80% of Luxembourg speaks English, and 78% speaks German. Luxembourgish is used by 70% of the population. Next, we have Tomor Lestat. The capital of Tomor Lestat is T Delhi. The population of Tomor Lestat is 1,000,000. 371,353 people. The neighboring countries for Timor Leste are Indonesia and Australia. The black represents more than four centuries of constant repression. The yellow represents the struggle for independence. The red represents the suffering of the East Timorese people and the white star symbolizes the hope for the future. Fun fact, Timor-Leste's new capital flag was adopted on May 20th, 2002. That's it for this week, friends. See you next week. Greetings, we are Jenna and Avery, your hosts for the News and Paper Podcast Club, Twin Lakes Middle School in Jacksonville, Florida. Today's, reporter, today's reporters are Jenna and Avery, this will be the last Monday of January 2024. February 1st will be the will be first day. This Monday, January 29th, 2024, Avery will be reading the principal message and Jenna will be re reading about National Puzzle Day. Great sending to Liam family. This is Principal Williams. Please mark your calendar for annual mid-year stakeholders meeting is scheduled for Monday, January, February 26 at 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center. Our annual mid-year stakeholders meeting is where all stakeholders are invited to receive information regarding the current state of our school, including student data, reviewing our school improvement plan, and our operating system. This week, we will have a scheduled early release day on Wednesday, January 31st, with dismissal time at, of 2.30 p.m. Twin Lakes is a clear miss backpack school. 
So if you need to speak with your child, please call the school or you can email me or AP Copeland at copeland at duvalschools.org. I'm asking for your support to not text or call your child during the instructional day. As we transition to the fourth week of the third nine weeks, students are to come to school daily with their school planner, student ID, and clear our mesh backpack. This is a great time to, for you to update any information on your child's focus and review dress code and cell phone policies located in student code of conduct. Please review attached weekly activities calendar to plan accordingly for any upcoming events. Winter sports have started, so please come out and support our student athletes in soccer and basketball. If you have any questions regarding athletics, please email AD Larry Edwards at Edwards to Edwards L2 at dualschoolers.org or Dean Story at storyg at dualschoolers.org. Please join our great body of parents, teachers, and students as we work together in building an A-plus PAC mentality at our PTSA slash SAC meeting on February 5th at 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center. A virtual option will be made available for parents who are unable to join us in person. Have a packful week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News from Podcast Metaverse Club. And today we'll be doing South Korea. South Korea is located in East Asia. The capital of South Korea is Seoul. The official language of South Korea is Korean. The population of South Korea is 15 million people, if you're rounding it by the millions. South Korea's flag is white, black, red, and light blue, which embodies the vision of the Korean people, like the universe, seek continuous creation and enrichment. The bordering country of South Korea is North Korea, which I really don't like talking about for some reason. It also birdies the seat of Japan and the East China Sea and the Yellow Sea. Fun fact, South Korea has its own form of Thanksgiving, which I can't say. That's it from me now. On to Jenna. Hi, this is Jenna, and today I will be talking about the National Day of a Hobby that many people enjoy all over the world. And this is Puzzle, so happy National Puzzle Day. So today I will be talking about the origin of puzzles and some puzzles that many people enjoy and what you can do for National Puzzle Day. So what is the history of jigsaw puzzles or really just puzzles? Since we all know most people, when they think of puzzles, they think of the jigsaw puzzle. So, why were the first jigsaw puzzles invented? Well, the origin of jigsaw puzzles can be traced back to the 18th century. And wow, I'm, I'm just going to call them puzzles. So, European map makers mounted maps onto wood and cut them into small pieces to create educational tools for teaching geography. They were used for, to familiarize children with the world's geography in a fun, interactive way. So, you know about people in the 18th century and that they were actually fun. So London cartographer John Spilsbury, wow that looks like Pillsbury, is often credited with making the first commercial jigsaw puzzle in the 1760s. He sold puzzles with world maps cut into wooden pieces along country boundaries. At the time, these were known as dissected maps.
So, how did the jigsaw puzzle develop? So, over time, they expanded from featuring maps, including paintings, scenes from the Bible, landscapes, and other various scenes. Initially, they were used, they were crafted by hand in wood. They were considered to be both luxury and educational items. So, technically, if you wanted to brag that your child was pretty good educated and that you were rich, you could have just gotten them a jigsaw puzzle. So puzzles on cardboard first appeared in the early 1800s, but they were not popular initially, as both producers and customers perceived them as being lower quality and cheap. And I'm just gonna say this, most of the puzzles that are made of cardboard, unless you buy the nice ones, they will not be the best. So, during the 19th century, industrial advancements led to jigsaw puzzles becoming more mass-produced. The jigsaw, a vertical saw moving up and down and capable of cutting out intricate shapes, was invented in 1855. So, that's actually how they were called, jigsaw puzzles, because I guess the thing was called a jigsaw. It was also known as a fret saw or scroll saw. These words are really reminding me of the coastline. Uh, it's hard to say exactly when, but around 1880, the name jigsaw began being associated with the puzzle. Named after this world for cutting the shape, the term jigsaw puzzle is generally believed to date to the early 1900s. So, how did jigsaw puzzles become more popular? So, by the beginning of the 20th century, jigsaw puzzles were being produced on both wood and cardboard. Over the next few decades, cardboard became the major material for jigsaw puzzles, making them more popular and accessible. Jigsaw puzzles also develop new features such as more intricate interlocking pieces. In the 1880s, two companies were founded which would become the market leaders in jigsaw puzzles. The American company Poker Brothers, who gave the world the game Monopoly, was founded in Massachusetts in 1883. They marketed their first jigsaw puzzle in 1887. Um, the German game company Ravensburger, which you can actually see a lot of today, and there's actually some fun Disney games that they have too, called I Spy and another one I forgot about, but it's like, I think it's called Pictopia, something like that. So that company was also founded in 1883, the same as the... American company Poker Brothers, so maybe they were all just thinking about it. But it did not start to produce jigsaw puzzles until the 1960s. They are now the leading maker of jigsaw puzzles in Europe. By the 1930s, companies were using jigsaw puzzles as advertisements and giving them away to customers with products. And in particular, the com during the economic hardships in the 1930s, so during the Great Depression, Jigsaw puzzles surged in popularity as an affordable form of entertainment. So over the years since jigsaw puzzles have been made and really advertised, um, they have remained a popular toy. In particular, during the coronavirus pandemic, jigsaw puzzles became a perfect pastime while staying indoors. So. What are some different types of puzzles, you may ask? Well, there are many, many different types of puzzles. So, 
what are they you may ask well there are mechanical puzzles there are jigsaw puzzles logic puzzles math puzzles crosswords sudoku ciphers hidden objects riddles floor puzzles find the hidden word puzzle knob puzzles which are usually used for children i believe for their pencils crafts um physical puzzles brain teasers cryptic cubes like um a rubik's cube um miniature jigsaw puzzles murder mystery puzzles waskig which is the most unique take on a puzzle i guess um matching puzzles disentanglement puzzles lighting and trivia puzzles so there are a lot of puzzles so what are some activities that you can know on national puzzle day well i'm just gonna quickly go for this create your own puzzle jigsaw dedicated jigsaw puzzle tables puzzle races weekend puzzle nights make puzzle rubbings photo puzzles puzzle matching travel puzzle word scramble work on puzzles crossword puzzle piece ornament frame and trivia well well that's it um but i said puzzle a little bit too many times for it starting to sound weird so bye everybody Greetings, we are Jenna and Avery, your host for the newspaper and podcast club, Twin Lakes Academy Middle School in Jacksonville, Florida. Today's reporters are Jenna and Avery, and we are handling business and creating content for the newspaper and podcast club. This is Monday, February 5th, 2024. Reading the principal's message is Jenna, and reading about fluctuation or faults is, well, me. And Avery will be reading about Great Britain or the UK. This is our second year of reporting now i will read the principal's message great sunday t lamb family this is principal williams please mark your calendar for our annual mid-year stakeholders meeting scheduled for monday february 26 at 5 30 p.m in the media center our annual mid-year stakeholders meeting is where all stakeholders are invited to receive information regarding the current day of our school including student data review our school improvement plan and our operating system our new business policy csx will be on campus wednesday february 7th at 9 a.m to sponsor an innovation day where students will rotate between five stem stations evaluating their digital literacy with robots and drones and have the opportunity to win a free apple ipad this day will also include the ribbon cutting for our newly sponsored STEM lab. It'll be a fun, engaging day as we work together to change lives and impact our community. Car riders drop off from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. will be the bus loop area in the back of the school. Please note this for Wednesday a.m. only. Quarter free progress reports will be available Tuesday, February 13th for your view. From the desk of our yearbook advisor, Ms. Knapper, you can still pre-order a yearbook by finding the link at our school website. The number of yearbooks will be limited, so please be sure to check this off your list. We have reached our capacity for the 8th grade baby photos, so we will not be accepting any more photos. Thank you for the huge response in getting them in. If 
there are any questions, please send an email to knepap at duvalschools.org. As we transition, oh, whoops, hang on. Are we ready? As we transition to the fifth week of the third nine weeks, I have a few reminders. One Lake is a clear mesh backpack school. If you need to speak with your child, please call the school or you can email me or AP Copeland at copelandd at duvalschools.org. I am asking for your support to not text or call your child during the instructional day. Students are to come to school daily with the school planner, student ID, and a clear mesh backpack. Please review the attached weekly activities calendar to plan accordingly for any upcoming dates. Winter sports have started, so please come out and support our student athletes in soccer and basketball. If you have any questions regarding athletics, please email athletic director Larry Edwards at edwardsl2 at duvalschools.org or Dean Story at storyg at duvalschools.org. Please join our great body of parents, teachers, and students as we work together in building an A-plus pack mentality at our PTSA SAC meeting on February 5th at 5.30 p.m. in the Media Center. If you aren't available to join us in person, please see the virtual option link below. Have a packful week. This is Jenna, and today I will be talking about something very interesting. Interesting, we'll call it. And it is National Fog Day. Weirdest day in all history. Yeah. Black and white. <laughs> okay, so since there's not really much information about the history of fault since we've technically been doing it our since the beginning of history i'm just gonna say some facts about national fault day which just means i'm gonna be talking about faults like you are. so the smelliest thing ever is mecaptan or mesoptan which is a skunk spray Sloths cannot fault. The Irish word for fault is brime, and Avery did not like this. I'm the Irish here! The longest fault was from Bernard Clement, and it was 27 minutes long. I really wonder how they did that. Hippos' faults are the loudest in the animal kingdom. A sea lion has the stinkiest faults. Women may actually fault more than men. The word fault has been around since roughly the year 1250. The world's deadliest fault was in Jerusalem in in 44 AD. In 1781, Benjamin Franklin was deep in thought about faults, and he even wrote about them. That is interesting. Yeah. You produce about 500 to 1,500 millimeters of gas per day and expel it in 10 to 20 faults. And yes, you can actually light your faults up. Don't actually try it, please. What? Please. Don't try what? Lighting your faults on fire. Please don't try it. Please. Because if your parents ask you why your house is on fire or um, your supposedly liar, liar, pants on fire, um, don't lie because your pants are already on fire. Just don't tell them that you heard that you can actually light your faults on fire from us. Please. Please. I don't need to go to jail. Avery already did the wrong population for South uh, Korea. Sure. We cannot. Get over it. Exactly. 
Yeah, so, and one more thing that isn't really related to it, but tomorrow at our school, um, Boostathon. Tuesday. Yes. Boostathon will be happening in the elementary school, but it will be on the school track. And maybe, 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 Dude Perfect will be there since they are sponsoring it. And I'm just saying this. I'm going to try and convince my teacher to let me go out there at that time. I'm because if Dude Perfect is really there, I need at least a picture. Well, I am actually going down. No, you're not. <laughs> you didn't say anything. But that is all I have for now. Um, now it's Avery's turn. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today I will be talking about the United Kingdom, home of Woody the Pooh and Alice in Wonderland. The population of the UK is 67 million people. No, I didn't get this wrong this time. The capital of the UK is London. The flag of the UK combines the crosses of three countries united under one subversion. The kingdoms of England and Wales, of Scotland and of Ireland. Why does it have no H then? It's Wales. Like the UK is 311 years old. Pretty old, I say. Another fun fact about this is that Queen Elizabeth II, or was she the third? Excuse me, the third? <laughs> is a Taurus. That is it for this week, friends. See you next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.